0: I can serve others. In fact, I want to. I want to choose the path of service to others, uh, but I, I can't and don't have to save them, quote unquote, save them because... We all have these lessons that we have to learn for ourselves, and we have to take this knowledge, this intellectual knowledge, and transform it, literally alchemize it into experiential, emotional knowledge that's part of our being now. There's no way you can do that for me, or I can do that for you, or anyone else in the world. We do that for ourselves. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, Mushroom Queen, AHCC Educator, and Culinary Nutrition Expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, medicine homies. Welcome back. We are so happy to have you joining us under the red hat today. We got a good one for you. We've gotten a lot of feedback from you all that you enjoy when we share what we are currently learning and diving into for our own personal involvement, what kinds of catalysts we are choosing in the form of books, videos, lectures, etc. So, you know, Chase and I choose to be forever students. So this is not hard for us. We love spreading this wealth to you. Today, we are sharing two very transformative books we've read recently to each other. We've gotten in the fairly new habit of reading a few chapters to each other in the evening instead of just completely zoning out into the TV. Don't get me wrong, we still watch a few shows, but it's been a really refreshing sort of way to connect with each other, and it fosters incredible conversation between the two of us. If it sounds at all interesting to you, try it. If you're single or in a relationship, reading aloud (laughs) feels like it activates a totally different part of the brain than just reading in your head. It's been really, really cool. I will also link these books in the show notes for you in case we spark your interest enough that you want to read them yourself. I highly recommend both to anyone who has an open heart and mind because both will invite you into deeper thought. We hope you enjoy the episode and please send it along to your best friend or cousin or mom or partner, and maybe you guys can do your own book club. All right. Peace out. Bye. Check yourself. Check, check, check. Not to be confused with Paul. Paul, Check. Check one, two. How are we sounding? Great. (laughs) You sound great too. Good. All right. We're going. We're live. Welcome to the medicine. Thanks for joining us today in this under the red hat episode. Um, I am excited for this this uh, series of topics. It's not just one topic. It's like we're talking about a lot of things <sighs> under the red hat, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not just one topic today. But I love these episodes because we we just get to go deep and like I feel like we're like opening up our minds are literally just opening up our heads and like letting people see what's inside um kind of scary kind of cool
1: frightening at times for sure (laughs) and uh it's always a all right my guy speaking to myself check yourself before you wreck yourself um because i want to make sure that i'm not just slinging a bunch of garbage out there but i don't think i, I you know we, we process these types of things quite yeah, well right and uh, we sit in <clears throat> we're constantly in study mm-hmm. uh, that makes it sound like it's way more interesting and intense than it really is we're constantly it's reading, really interesting we're constantly reading we're constantly listening we're uh to podcasts lectures um watching and and kind of looking into the the depths of uh information that's out there that can hopefully progress us into yeah. better human beings constant evolution mm-hmm. you know my mantra is um, lifting the collective vibration of the universe that I can like be a part of or control um, to try to bring myself and, and those who I can impact closer to love mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm constantly trying to figure out what that totally means but that's that's my intention and, and with with all this stuff and, and that's digging deeper into books that have meaning, or even just story, and um, yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited that we can share it together, and then share it with this medicine community.
0: Yeah, I, I was happy to hear from quite a few people who, you know, I don't know, a few, I guess maybe a month or so back, I, I asked like, hey, would you guys want to hear about what we're reading, what we're personally studying, almost like a podcast book club, where you don't have to read the book, you, you can if you want to, and, and we're only bringing you books that have tangibly made a difference in our lives. But um, you can still gather some really good nuggets from the book, even if you don't read it. But, you know, it's always better when you read it. Don't believe us. Don't take our word for it. Um, Check out these books if you like. Um, So that's what we're doing today. We are sharing with you um, about two different books. I really like this new activity, this new habit that we've made in the evening. We don't do it every single night, but instead of turning on the TV after dinner when we sit down to kind of relax, um, we've gotten in the habit of reading a couple chapters of a book that has sparked our interest. And um, I, I'm just, I just love it. it. It really activates a totally different part of the brain when you're reading out loud to someone else than even just when you're reading out loud to yourself and different than when you're reading in your own head. And uh, I really, I've been liking that sort of turn on in my brain.
1: It's a it's a cool muscle to sort of exercise. I don't think I've done it since I read aloud in class. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know uh, like back in fifth grade. Um, but if I would have gone the route of a preschool teacher, this would have been a nice little preview. Maybe not as intense of books. Yeah. Uh, but a nice little preview. I actually have found when we've, we've done it in the morning, um, a mm-hmm. time or two, and I found that I'm so much more articulate throughout my day yeah. and that I'll, you know, walk into a meeting and, um, just sound like a wordsmith, uh, <laughs> as I, as I articulate my thoughts and put them out there. So it's kind of fun building that muscle. And my next goal would be to be able to do voices. Yeah. And, know, and like characters. accents. Yeah. Accents. Yeah.
0: Um, actually the goal really should be like, um, just telepathy.
1: Right. Yeah. We don't even read words out (laughs) loud. We just stare at the book and stare at each other.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: that'd be nice. I I've actually found myself getting, (laughs) this is hilarious. Like reading out loud. I find myself being a little theatrical and then focusing on how I'm articulating the words instead of the actual (laughs) stuff that I'm reading. And then I'm like, Oh shit. Can she tell that I wasn't? I didn't understand the last like page like <laughs> I, I need to back up because yeah. I've been I've been like it's like a theater performance. Well,
0: um, I do the same thing, my love. Right. So don't worry about it. Um, I think it's it's almost like meditation where it's, Im- I think, impossible for your brain not to wander a little bit. I think that's part of the function of the brain is it's always looking for new things. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: In fact, I think the accountability of reading aloud um helps me stay focused more than when I read independently.
0: Totally. Me too. Um, Because we oftentimes stop and like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And we'll stop and talk for a second and then we'll pick it back up. If one of you is not listening or not tracking, like, it's not going to be a very fun experience.
1: This is the last I'll talk about this and then we can move on. But I, we do this in the evening um, most of the time and I'm typically, you know, hitting the vape pen a little bit and my mouth is a little dry. So (laughs) after reading out loud for, you know, 15 minutes or so and hitting the vape pen, by the time I'm done, there is a like sheep's wool type (laughs) feeling in my mouth. And I'm desperate for a little Organifi uh, when I'm all done to, to kind of quench my, my thirst with the whistle. (laughs)
0: <laughs> speaking of yeah what do you got in your cup my love
1: oh my gosh so my cup today is and, and I've, I've said this before on the podcast but it's the og it's the ogj the organifi green juice and um it's a little more intentional today than just the fact that it's delicious and amazing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um my life the last couple months has been a little Chaotic. I've talked about it on the podcast, even, you know, I broke a rib. I've been in some recovery, really low on sleep, yeah. having uncomfortable sleeping arrangements, but also Travel. just dealing with my back and my rib and um, work, which I, which I love, truly love. It's my family it is uh, intense. It's been, it's been uh, stressful. And with all of that, I'm, I'm very much aware that my cortisol, my stress hormone is more active Um, and having a harder time regulating itself uh, through kind of this this process so because of the fact that we have enough ashwagandha this adaptogenic herb in our organified green juice um, it's actually at at a dose that is clinically proven to promote a um Successful regulatory response to like cortisol levels in Mm -hmm. your body. I'm actually very intentionally drinking green juice for the ashwagandha, and in fact, I have a tincture of ashwagandha as well that's from Lost Empire Herbs that I'm stacking on with this over the course of the day. So, hyper aware of the fact that my stress is a little high, which is fine, right? Right in moderation, and and when you're trying to exercise or Mm -hmm. even when there is an environment where you need to be a little more dialed in, that cortisol response is freaking awesome and uh but but at the end of the day literally at the end of the day um i need i need this to kind of calm down a little bit so intentionally crushing some green juice ice cold delicious uh tastes like a like a girl scout mint cookie and um a little ashwagandha tincture from lost empire herbs as well both of those should be able to find them on the medicine cabinet for not only links to where you can buy them um, but some discounts also and know that Anytime you do use the medicine cabinet, not only are we putting great products out there, we're finding them at discounts. Um, we we it, it supports the podcast; it keeps mm-hmm. this thing going. So much yeah. appreciated if you resonate with any of these things that we're putting in our cup. Uh, if you check out the medicine cabinet,
0: yeah, honestly, that's the that's the best way. If you've if the medicine has uh, landed with you in any way, because um, I do uh, I do hear from people that. Um, you know, they're really grateful and like, I left a review and all of this. And if you want to support your body <laughs> while also p- supporting the medicine, um, yeah, everything that we use on it on a regular daily basis that has tangibly made our life better. We, we really don't put anything in there that we don't use all of the time. Right. Um, you can, you can check that out. It's getmemefit.com slash the medicine cabinet. No E. On, medi- on the end of medicine
1: what do you have going on in your cup today
0: i got a little keon glow job mm. <laughs> um so i have a, a an elixir a mixture of the keon aminos and that's, you know, for energy support and muscle recovery, um, our, our, our good friend, Ben Greenfield, that's his company. And so I mixed that with the Organifi Glow, which, great news, um, is coming back it, Let's go. It's a seasonal product that Organify offers, and so it's coming back to the public July 15th, I believe, is the date. But mid July, it'll be back. And I love Glow for the tremella mushroom in there, for the Amla berry, uh, for the camu camu. There's baobab in there. I, I, I mentioned the tremella, which holds 500 times its weight in water aloe vera as well did you yeah that? aloe vera there's uh, uh, 13 different beauty superfoods in there and really you know if you want to glow if you want to shine from the inside out it, it's not just what you put on your body it's what you put in your body and tremella i love it's it's um lesser known of the medicinal mushrooms but we love it in glow also in the medicine cabinet or it will be once it's once it's back so check that out
1: Yeah, one of the things about Glow is is it's so delicious. It's a raspberry lemonade type flavor. It's incredible as a standalone on ice, Um, but it's also really good mixed with other either Organifi products or or other products like Mm -hmm. Keon's Berry Aminos. Yeah,
0: it's like a a berry punch party in my mouth right now. But I
1: feel like it's so delicious, it almost gets... Uh, all those those 13 incredible beauty ingredients and these, these health-benefiting ingredients almost get, like, surpassed by the fact that it just tastes yeah. so damn good, especially it in the summertime. So, so uh, yep. I'm glad you're giving it some love because, it, and I can active, like, actually notice a difference, especially when I'm in the sun, in the water, skin's a little drier, maybe a little more red, um, as far as, like, the recovery post-exposure to mm-hmm. the uh, outdoor environments after taking some glow for a couple of days very helpful
0: yep love it we always not it. just for the ladies we right it is in a sort of pink canister but um yes good for men as well anyone who has skin really
1: they call it the epidermis
0: <laughs> in a book
1: i read it um all right let's jump into it let's speaking of books
0: Yes. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first?
1: Yeah, I can go first. Um, so a book that we have been reading to each other. Uh, it <coughs> we're is, still reading it. And we're still reading it. Yeah. It is called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. And uh, the author is Charles Eisenstein. Maybe familiar with him. He is a kind of a, a modern culture investigative journalist. Uh, takes on, tackles big sort of like challenges that we're seeing in modern life and kind of evaluates them quite deeply providing insight but potential solutions alternative ways of thinking mm-hmm. um, the, the book itself could probably be categorized in some level of like new thought activism inspirational type book it's not definitely not a self-help book um, and nor is it necessarily like a history book yeah um, or like a like a social studies book it's definitely mm-hmm. not in, in that space so it's a little more like uh, inspirational mm-hmm. i think you could say as really well thought as thought-provoking thought-provoking yeah. definitely
0: not like metaphysical but he does touch on some kind of uh, uh <sighs> metaphysical topics but the book in itself is not
1: no no um and if, you may have heard him he, he's authored a couple other pretty pretty famous books sacred e- economics um the ascent of humanity and then and then a new story i think is around climate so he's really great he's, he's made the podcast circuits as well check him out he's he's just a really beautiful human being he's very humble for for how intelligent he really is and has a cool cool story so do a little research on our guy charles
0: he's a he's a bucket list guest for me for sure yeah
1: definitely um for sure so yeah, the, the the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. And, and what is this thing about? The, it's really it's really kind of stating um, somewhat the obvious uh, in the sense that this world that we're in right now is somewhat in a kind of like social and ecological crisis. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's like a hot take. No, uh, we're we're dealing with a lot of a lot of things. And and as we kind of peel back the layers and evaluate this. What he does is he breaks it into these sort of categories and these um, these criteria that are sort of going on in modern life and drills into each one of these types of categories and really evaluates. Where are we coming from under this under this category, Uh, you know, by categories, I mean kind of areas like uh, science, climate, um, all the way down to things. A little less uh a little less like traditional and and getting into evil and righteousness and hate and truth and reality, spirit and he breaks these up into like chapters for instance, um and then kind of goes in the weeds. He he looks at this from a where are we coming from and where could we be? most of the where are we coming from has resulted in this sort of like social and ecological crisis so he talks about that as the old world mm-hmm. uh, and then he brings it into where could we be should we um, create the more beautiful yeah. world we know as possible and refers to this as kind of the new world
0: like s- the old story and new story yeah
1: exactly and there's a lot that's in this i, I could literally pick through the entire book and pull mm-hmm. quotes out but I'm going to speak to a section on scarcity. This is one of the categories that he kind of drills in on um, because it really sort of hit home for me and, and caused me to stop and reflect and really meditate on, man, how is this in my own life um, playing out? And so the the topic is scarcity, and in this chapter, it's all about scarcity. Um, so he goes on to to talk about scarcity and and really mentioning that scarcity is like a a defining feature of the modern life that we all live in. Oftentimes you hear the term, especially in the self and personal development space of like scarcity, money mindset. Um, but, and that's very prevalent money. There's, there's, there's this element of scarcity to it in our world. Same with time. Um, ultimately we're really seeing scarcity of resources especially natural ones like from mm-hmm. this planet for instance and i think many of us have heard about scarcity i think we've felt it and the argument that he's making is that
0: toilet paper during covid <laughs> right toilet paper <laughs> during covid and
1: these things that are that are in scarcity pivot into a mindset Of scarcity such that it becomes pervasive throughout our entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, He really brings up a great point and and says that these things that are in a scarcity bucket turn our minds to a scarcity lens such that it trickles into areas that probably we don't want to have this mindset on. Love, intimacy, connection uh, with others. And he even argues that that money and time specifically are somewhat artificial Mm -hmm. um so the scarcity of them is is weirdly like intentional taking money for instance there's an intentional shortage of money in the way that our economies are set up such that the idea of personal self-interest drives kind of the invisible hand of the marketplace and that's kind of the the foundation of capitalism in in general and and profitability drives motivation
0: no matter how much money you have in the bank people always want more
1: right and and it makes sense like i'm i literally work in in business and finance and i understand that there's so many beautiful things about that motivating factor of wanting to be profitable successful to have money versus not have money because there's generally a shortage there's generally a scarcity so um but but the sense that it's intentional that way, so it's weirdly like not a scarcity. It's it's intentionally yeah. short, and time could be the same. Could be the same way. We're ingrained with this idea that time is. And this is very interesting because it'll play very nicely into your uh, your book quote as well. But that time is something that is scarce. Um, we're constantly in a rush to be first to be on top to be there before anyone else and it trickles into being in a rush we get obsessed with efficiency with shortcuts high level between this scarcity mindset most most notably seen in time and money there's this general idea that more for you means less for me Mm -hmm. and therefore i need to sort of like hustle and accumulate and cover and protect what is mine. Mm-hmm. This idea that radical self-interest is should is and should be the human priority.
0: You see this played out on any freeway. Totally. <clears throat> you could be driving to a leisurely lunch with your grandma. Yeah. And you're early. You you don't actually have to like you're on time, you're fine. But if someone is not moving fast enough for you, like how many people will lay on the horn just because, come on, let's go, you know? Yeah. If you've been playing around with the thought of Botox for forehead lines or crow's feet or just frustrated by your acne scars, listen up, my love. Clearstem just brought back their No Botox Repair Serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. This has quickly become my favorite of their products, and here's why. The blend of growth factors, peptides, and collagen-derived stem cells immediately feeds your skin what it needs to bounce back from internal stress, UV damage, acne scars, and other environmental aging triggers. Bounce Back is perfect for anyone who wants to avoid Botox, prolong the results of their existing Botox, prevent further lines from forming, and those of us who deal with deeper acne scarring. These ingredients are the real deal and as always hormone-friendly and non-poor clogging. Completely corrective and targeted for skin repair. You will notice your skin visibly smoother, brighter, and healthier looking in just a few uses. I personally use Bounce Back once a day, usually in the morning, followed by Clearstem's Stem's Glow moisturizer to get your lovely little hands on some bounce back or any of the anti-acne anti-aging truly clean clear stem products go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code Mimi for a nice hefty discount or check it out in our medicine cabinet linked in the show notes you and your skin are gonna love this stuff
1: and I get what he's saying. I see it. I also see that these are like this is the world we were born into. This is the grid. This is the system. And we have to be able to be able to understand that there there are these shortages and these these timeliness is important for some of the agreements that we've made in this life. Sure. Being intelligent with your use and pursuit of money is something that is really important. So I'm I, I see what he's saying, but at the same time I don't want to like shit on like money doesn't matter, time doesn't matter. Because I I think there are time set and setting for being really, really mature about your view, use, and ultimate just like embodiment of these types of topics. (laughs) But at the same time, he's saying that this scarcity mindset is trickling into love Mm -hmm. and intimacy and some of these other things of the world that are beautiful connection. And you know what? Those are things that should be a, abundant yeah those are things that should not be scarce they should be abundant and it's trickling into different uh aspects of our our life and guess what those things are free yep so i'm going to read a uh, kind of a longer quote and then kind of go through some of my takeaways from it but so in in this section he goes on to say i could go on to mention many other kinds of scarcity that are so normal in our society as to escape even notice scarcity of attention, scarcity of play, scarcity of beauty, scarcity of listening, on and on and on. We have maximized our production of the measurable, the square feet, the product the productivity per labor unit, all at the expense of everything qualitative, sacredness, intimacy, love, beauty and play. You know, he's saying because we're in a rush, because we think that there's a shortage, we're skipping these things that surface only when you remove that insatiable right. rush to accumulate
0: we're, we're counting the quantitative rather than feeling the qualitative
1: perfectly put so he goes on to say how much of the ugly does it take to substitute for the lack of beautiful how many adventure films does it take to compensate for a lack of adventure how many superhero movies must one watch to compensate for the atrophied expression of one's greatness how much pornography to meet the need for intimacy how much entertainment is a substitute for missing play it takes an infinite amount That's good news for economic growth, but bad news for the planet. Fortunately, our planet isn't allowing much more of it, nor is our ravaged social fabric. We are almost through with the age of artificial scarcity. If only we can release the habits that hold us here. From our immersion in scarcity arises the habits of scarcity. So from the scarcity of time arises the habit of hurrying. From the scarcity of money comes the habit of greed. From the scarcity of attention comes the habit of showing off. From the scarcity of meaningful labor comes the habit of laziness from the scarcity of unconditional acceptance comes the habit of manipulation these are but examples there are as many responses to each of these missing things as there are individuals so what he's saying is the scarcity mindset like we were mentioning puts you in a behavioral frame that you are unable to experience the beauty of abundance in the form of these things like adventure uh so what do we do we we realize we don't have the time because our priorities are such that we're always accumulating money and trying to eliminate time so when it when it comes to adventure in your life which is timely it can't be planned out it can't be structured it may not be efficient oftentimes it includes being lost Mm -hmm. we don't have time for that shit. yeah it's too expensive i got money and time on my hands yeah or entertainment how about we play well that's childish i don't have time to play Mm -hmm. i don't have the money to play i need to accumulate the money. some
0: people need to work around here
1: i need to work to accumulate the money so that i can go numb watching the and feel like i'm playing because i couldn't play earlier it's just it's a vicious loop it
0: is a vicious cycle only to you know a lot of people have this mindset of like I'm working now so that I can be happy and play quote unquote later, like play golf in retirement or do what I want, have these hobbies later in life, you know, once I retire.
1: And so where this felt like running into a brick wall for me was I've often taken the advice of many in the personal development space that, um, don't have a scarcity money mindset, right? Like, make decisions with your money out of abundance and don't be so frugal that you cripple your life. Yeah. And so I've always kind of looked at it from a money perspective and not to get hung up by things that I want because of the price tag or not to sort of like hoard and accumulate. Um, if it means sacrificing my you know, ability to laugh or rest or mm-hmm. have human relationship or, or spiritual relationships. And
0: um, yeah. And something you've talked about before on this, on this note and, and you I I haven't heard anyone else put it this way but you budget the things that don't light you up and you don't budget the things that truly make your life better for instance I'm just going to give one example of each eating fresh organic wild caught pasture raised all of the above that the top notch of food makes our life so much better so we like to not budget those things but say something like internet or you know electricity or or some sort of like service just to be a human and live it doesn't light you up so you can you know really budget those things or or whatever right. it let's, is
1: let's let's flip let's keep the lights off for the most part and save right. a couple extra bucks on the utility bill i'll wear uh, a target tank top for <laughs> 10 years yeah. and be fine i don't need you know designer clothing um, and so, yeah, and I, and I've done a good job with that under the lens of money. What this brought forth in me was there are behaviors that I'm making. Let's say Netflix, right? That I'm outsourcing play or entertainment to something else like a screen or yeah. a company to produce something. And I'm not saying those are bad at all because those are super fun.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of the ways that we learn,
1: but take a second and reflect on, are you doing that because of your scarcity mindset around play. Mm -hmm. So you have to get entertained because you're lacking play. And so it's really kind of twisted it in a lot of ways for me to start evaluating the things that I sort of outsource and whether or not if I just relaxed my kind of mindset around life in general, especially time, would these things be able to to show up in my life like play, or um, like instead of wanting to be a hero or looking up to somebody, feel enough mm-hmm. heroic energy yeah. in my life that I don't need to find some sort of resonance with a character or a person yeah. or a leader. And so I really, really like this. Um, at the root of all of these things uh, around scarcity and this indoctrination of scarcity in our in our world. Um by the way if you didn't know drinking game on the word scarcity because I feel like I've said it a thousand times and <laughs> you're going to be drunk by now. But I think the root of all of this is there's not enough in the world and and by default you're not enough. So uh, w- what I mean by that is time and money there's not enough of it. If that's the external what's the internal? I I abide by the hermetic philosophy of as within so without as below uh, as below so above or vice versa. And so, if the outward is there's not enough, there's generally an inward, I'm not enough either. And so that results, and I see it in my life uh, in certain lanes as well, for an insatiable thirst to constantly do, to constantly accumulate, and to constantly achieve, and then protect it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the big question for me out of this is like, yo, where is my focus? And although I, I've said this before, I'm, I, I grew up Christian, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian. Um, in the way that it would be defined most sort of like collectively defined as a Christian. But I do beautifully love this verse. And I I can't remember the, the, I think it's in Matthew. Reference. Yeah. Do not store up for yourselves treasures um, on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Mm -hmm. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if my treasure, if my attention, if my... A uh, soul is is being attached to these things that are fleeting, that are stress-inducing, that are... There is, there is not enough. You better go out there. Radical self-interest to accumulate and save and protect your own. That's where my treasure will be. And I don't want my treasure there. Like mm-hmm. that, or That's where my heart will be because that's where I'm putting my treasure. And I'd rather smell the fucking roses. You know? yeah, right. I'd, I'd rather take a hot second to... see what mother Gaia is nudging me to do. Because when you're focused on efficiency, top to bottom, left to right, you're going to miss the nudges from nature, from, from your lover, from, uh, the breed, your own
0: intuition and your own
1: intuition. And so, and I think, I think about the moments of when it's a Wednesday and we're tired and we could go take a beautiful walk through a neighborhood or at the beach Or we could sit and you know kind of crush some Netflix and eat yummy food. The abundance felt upon choosing the what wouldn't make sense in a world of scarcity to go out without any plan, without any agenda, and just get lost in nature. If I was to keep that sort of like scarcity mindset, I would miss out on some Mm -hmm. of these opportunities. Um, and, And similar with. Where I put my time and attention in into the content that I absorb, both mm-hmm. reading books, YouTube, watching, um, what I'm listening to from a podcast perspective. I love personal development. I love self-help. I really do. But there's a time and a place for that. And then there's a, there's a minute for just setting back and maybe just listening to music and seeing what your soul grows, you know, like yeah. almost, almost like a – like giving – giving water and sunlight to your soul so Mm -hmm. that it can flower something beautiful inside of you.
0: I have have a a beautiful example of that.
1: And I'll I'll just finish this with one more, one more thing. And that's like, or get lost in story and myth. Mm -hmm. Don't outsource it to like Marvel every single time when you want to watch, you know, a movie, but maybe get deep into a book series or, or a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, There are little gems not unlike you playing uh, a video game where you're turning stones over and you find, you know, a one up or like whatever these like, it feels more like a game when you just get lost in the mystery of this world instead of constantly having a mission. Yeah. So Herbal, I think that's yeah. kind of it. I think that's kind of <laughs> the summary of it all. But um.
0: yeah, it just it uh, what popped into my head was literally today, just a few hours ago, um, I was eating my lunch on the roof in the sunshine and, you know, just kind of prepping for this podcast and reading through some notes and jotting some jotting some things down. And it was just amazing up there. It was like 70 degrees, sunny, little breeze. And um, there's now a hammock up on the roof. And I was up there by myself, um, got done eating. And I thought like, oh, I should probably go down and, and finish my notes and clean up the condo a little bit before Chase comes home. But then I saw, then I saw the, uh, the hammock sitting there and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go lay in the hammock and soak up some sunshine for at least five minutes, mm. and so I had already been sitting in the sun for you know 15 or 20, but I was like, I just want to sit. There's a difference between being outside and doing something, and being outside to just be outside yeah. and enjoy the the sunshine or the breeze or the the birds chirping, um, you know, all of that. And so I just laid there and. And then, so I'm laying there and I, then I even like tried to just connect with myself, connect with, you know, the divine and just like, Hey, is there any, you know, messages or mm. anything that I need to, you know, be aware of right now or anything that's coming to me that I, I should have my mind on. And literally there was nothing. So in that I knew that like my job in that moment was just to receive and be Yeah. and, you got to have those moments. Yep. You got to have those moments where you just allow yourself. That's the only time that you can actually be and feel fulfilled is in the present moment when you're just receiving something.
1: Yeah. 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 Perfectly put and I think presence, you know, being present is something that is again, it's sort of lost its its weight because it's been so sort of commercialized in, right. the, in the personal and self-development space and the fuck does that even mean like Mm -hmm. be present well people talk about it like it's this you must reach nirvana when you're you know like like this yeah like this pinnacle of the mountaintop and kind of like what you were talking about earlier with meditation is sometimes you sit there and your monkey mind doesn't shut off and it's just going crazy but that's part of the process and then you get this little you know you just you get that noetic sense that download when you're like oh oh, i think that was presence i just got i just got like feedback from something inside of me that suggested Mm -hmm. I'm present yeah and it feels really nice you'll know it you'll know it when you know
0: presence is one of those things where it comes (laughs) and for me at least I'll speak for myself it usually isn't usually doesn't follow the thought I need to be present right you know (laughs) like if you're saying to yourself be present be present be present is that actually presence or is it i'm i'm fulfilling i'm doing something i'm i did it you know rather than just i mean i think a better term would be just just be
1: yeah it's like the moment you realize you're present you've you've fallen out of presence (laughs) yeah it's so beautiful beautiful paradox uh, that was great. Thank yeah, you for that. Yeah. For that I'm rundown. Excited. You guys and Check this book out.
0: We're still reading it. I'm loving this book. Um, it's it's one of those where it's really thought provoking, but there's so many aha moments. It's like things that we all know innately, but n- we, it's it's hard to talk about yeah. because they're really, you know, sort of deep issues.
1: For sure. Yeah. But encouraging nonetheless and inspirational. It's definitely not a, oh my God, this world is burning. No, to the ground. it's. It, It's It's helpful. It is. And
0: something that I appreciate about Charles Eisenstein is that he, uh, he says, I don't have this figured out. I don't have this one down. I'm merely just sharing with you. So he doesn't, he doesn't posture himself as like, he has all the answers and we need to listen to him. It is co-creative. It is like, yeah, something, something to think about and just want to, you know, put this in your awareness for, for your life or your, you know, um, your being and all of that.
1: Anybody out there know Charles personally, we'd love an intro. Yes. Um, Or any other individual we mentioned on this podcast. If for whatever reason you're out there (laughs) hanging out with some of these badasses, we'd love an intro because we'd love to get them on the podcast. On Uh, that note. On that note.
0: I need a pee break. Boom. Hey friend, you may have caught on already that Chase and I both love finding the true medicines of the earth in the form of superfood powders, extracts, tinctures, and other health products. We love sharing about the trusted, high-quality brands and products that have truly made an impact in our health and overall well-being. It can seem overwhelming, I'm sure, so we're making it really simple for you by compiling them all into one place. We call it the medicine cabinet. If you go to getmimifit.com and in the main menu at the bottom, you'll see the medicine cabinet or just check the show notes below or my Instagram link tree. You'll see a full lineup sorted by brand of all of our favorite health products, researched and vetted in one convenient place. You'll also see that we include details on why we love each product and how we use it in our daily lives. And for most brands, we have a discount code just for you. Click on the photo of any product and it will take you right to their website. We try a lot of different products, but only the best make it into our medicine cabinet. I hope you love it. Cheers, boo. All right.
1: Wow. Very, very <laughs> Lord Vader of you.
0: <laughs> All right. So we are jumping into now the first book that we read together as a unit to each other. Um, and I think it was a really great book to start with. Uh, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian L. Weiss, who is a psychiatrist. And... I will just start out by saying I highly recommend this book to anyone and everyone, uh, but especially anyone who has ever wondered what happens after death.
1: I, I would say with a level of open mindedness, like Karen at the Church Lady Karen. <laughs> uh may have a tough time with this book.
0: What I meant by anyone and everyone is that it's it's literally a 12-year-old could read it. Oh, for sure. It's not like a... a It is a deep book, but it's the way that it's written and framed and shared is so friendly to literally all ages. You could... Like, I want to read this book to, like, if we have a kid.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Mm
0: -hmm. um, that's what I mean by that. Now just you know to echo, echo your point, you do have to have some level of open-mindedness going into this book. You and I are very open-minded people, so that wasn't a problem for us. Um, and really, um, which w- we'll get into this a little bit more, but this psychiatrist, Brian Weiss, talks about his own open-mindedness, that he had to go into working with this particular client or uh, patient of his He really had to expand and and broaden his horizons to help her through her her troubles. So it's really been one of my favorite books to read uh, because it addressed so many questions and concerns I've had with the afterlife uh, that really I've never heard heard. A Good answer. I've heard answers. I've never heard heard a good answer to a lot of these questions that um, I've had. So it really, really stuck with me. And certainly one of those that I'll probably read again so just a little bit about the plot um the author like i said he he is a prominent psychiatrist uh went to columbia university and then yale medical school nationally recognized spoke all over the country promoted to basically every title within the world of psychiatry possible um, he, I, I say this because it does paint the picture of what kind of practitioner, what kind of doctor he was when he started this. He wasn't into really the paranormal or parapsychology. He was tried and true, um, born and bred, like traditional psychiatry and really rose to the top of his field very quickly because... He he was really good, and, and he um, just was a really really high achiever. But he says he basically distrusted anything that couldn't be proven with traditional scientific methods. So he's not he he just kind of saw scientific materialist. Right, exactly. So even though there are plenty of studies with within parapsychology is is co- sort of the field. He knew about those, but he he never really gave it much merit because to him it was just kind of too far fetched.
1: Yeah, and and. I mean, I didn't know about them. I you'd you'd hear weird like on on goofy cable T V shows growing up, like the people who'd have past life or maybe like out of body or yeah. like It's really te- hard te- to trust telepathic type yeah. interactions, but it was weird and so yeah. I just never paid attention to it plus frowned upon in the church
0: <laughs> right exactly it's it's sort of taboo but yeah it, it, when you're talking about these things it's it's sort of hard to trust the source sometimes and um you know someone who is a <laughs> psychiatrist and and you know went to the trouble of writing a book about it, it it like holds more weight sure so in the book Catherine I don't think that's her real name but that's what her name was in the book, Um, beautiful young woman in her 20s. Um, She had crippling anxiety and fears and regular panic attacks and really irrational fears and phobias. Like a specific one was she had this irrational phobia of that she was going to choke on water, that for some reason she had this fear of water that no one could explain. She couldn't explain it. Um, There was no sort of root cause. Um, So I'm just going to read a little excerpt from the book and uh, it just kind of frames out what kind of the setup for for the rest of the book. So he says, then I met Catherine for 18 months. I used conventional methods of therapy to help her overcome her symptoms when nothing seemed to work. I tried hypnosis. In a series of trance states, Catherine recalled past life memories that proved to be the causative factors of her symptoms. She also was able to act as a conduit for information from highly evolved spirit entities. And through them, she revealed many of the secrets of life and death. In just a few short months, her symptoms disappeared and she resumed her life happier and more at peace than ever before. Nothing in my background had prepared me for this. I was absolutely amazed when these events unfolded. And then, so he goes on in the book to recount or recant, um, lay out these exact, uh, these sessions that he had with her, where he would put her under hypnosis, which he's trained to do in his, in his field, in his schooling and education. And she what he didn't really know at the time the first time it happened what what was happening but she was she was going to these past lives that she had had and recounting what had happened to her in those lives and she would speak with different voices and had different names and she would say like I have brown hair and I'm a boy you know so he knew that it was and she would recall these outrageous things that n- No one could know, you know, being just an average girl in her 20s, like very specific things about like ancient Egypt and things like that. So we hear about her many lives and the lessons that she was supposed to learn in these lifetimes, along with the roots of her irrational fears. For example, the water phobia that she had. In one of her lives, she drowns, and so that fear carried over into this current life that she was living um, at this time. So, by visiting these past lives, she's actually able to let go of these fears and anxieties that had been like just crippling her in life. And you know, she's able to see like, okay, that's from a different life. I don't need to hang on to that anymore. So she just literally releases it like on the spot. And so that's how she was able to. Um, get better so quickly once he started this hy- hypnosis therapy. So also, in addition to her past lives, we also hear from these, quote, master spirits. She calls them masters. That's where the name Many Lives, Many Masters comes from. So these are sort of guides to Catherine in the in-between state from lifetime. So she would live a life, and then she would she would uh, tell Brian how she died. And then she's in this kind of floating in-between state before she goes into her next um, incarnation or, or life.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of envisioned it like um, this sort of like floaty, like heavenly realm that yeah. was very blue and light yeah. and yellow and And white. she talked about that. Yeah. She um, talked about
0: these like jewel lights that she yeah. would see.
1: That's just what I was picturing. I was <laughs> yeah. curious if you pictured the same. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> I do. And she, she does actually say that as well. She's like, I don't... She'll say sometimes like, I don't know... Cause he'll ask her like, well, where are you now? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just floating. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes the spirits would come and they would actually speak through her and she would use, or, or a different voice would come out of her body. Uh, not her normal voice. It would be sort of a deep poetic type of voice. And then Brian, the psycho uh, psychiatrist would know like, Oh, one of the masters is here. Yeah. And they would bring forward a lot of, um, advice and guidance, uh, to Brian. And, um, Catherine really never remembered much about those interactions with the spirits. She knew they were there, but she, that advice they said was not for her. It was actually for Brian. Mm. And so that was really interesting in the book.
1: And and this is, I don't even think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but this is channeling. Um, This is the idea of, of channeling other spirits, which is a a whole area of the metaphysical and the spiritual and then kind of the new age that. We haven't really gone into much, but essentially that's what this is.
0: And so basically these master spirits were uh, some sort of evolved entity who had who had evolved past this 3D life experience and in a really loving way were there to shed some light and and guidance um, into this area uh, for Brian specifically. So, and I don't want to ruin, I don't want to give any more. I feel like I already kind of explained a lot. I want, I want people, if they're interested in it, to actually read the book. It's, it's quite short and a really easy read, um, but so fascinating. And so, you know, I just wanted to go over some of my takeaways. There were a lot, but the first one was this whole book, from start to finish is reinforcing to maintain an open mind and maintain curiosity in life. And just how important that is that when you shut the door on something and say, I know it, it's this, don't try and like, tell me otherwise, you're, you're closing yourself off to potentially really transformative experiences. And from this, this feeling of I'm continuing to learn. So Um, I, I don't ever want to claim that I know it all and that I've got it figured out. I continually want to be in that curious, um, kind of magical state of, hey, what's around me that I can, that I can learn more about. So, um, and then, you know, he, this whole, that concept of, of maintaining curiosity and open mind, like we said, was, um, modeled by this psychiatrist who had to have a very open mind. Yeah. He had never done this before, um, and saw that it really helped this woman. And then he actually went on to help 4,000 patients after her with this sort of past life regression therapy. And the
1: way that he describes it is that he was absolutely at his wits end on how to help this poor yeah, woman. Yeah,
0: they had worked together for 18 months.
1: To the degree that he went so far out of himself to explore pseudoscience and, and hypnosis for past life regression.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of nuggets in here, and I could have had a whole podcast on just the nuggets, but um, there were a few taken, you know, just from the book that I wanted to touch on, and this this concept of balance and harmony in nature and how important that is that we are part of nature literally part of nature and that's a necessity for us in our own lives in our pursuits in our relationships in our everything balance and harmony and so there's this little excerpt from the book he says and this is one of the the spirits the masters talking and he's telling brian he or she or it or they everything must be balanced Nature is balanced. The beasts live in harmony. Humans have not learned to do that. They continue to destroy themselves. There is no harmony, no plan to what they do. It's so different in nature. Nature is balanced. Nature is energy and life and restoration. And humans just destroy. They destroy nature. They destroy other humans. They will eventually destroy themselves. Mm. I remember reading that and like, Holy shit.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing is like, literally just having this conversation today. Humans are smart. I'm not, I, I don't like being the person who's like, oh, humanity so freaking dumb. No. We're, we're really smart. We're, we're constantly creating um, and we're constantly evolving and making, especially like technology, right? In our lifetime, it's just constantly evolving. Unfortunately, currently and throughout history, we've never been able to invent enough recyclable support for the things that we create such Mm -hmm. that we always have a byproduct of waste that is greater than the evolution we're able to make like we're just not able to clean up fast enough these things that we create because most of them have some level even if it's minimal of a negative byproduct in the form of waste but that's all Mm man-made we are from nature nature and however you want to dress it up call it god or mother gaia or the universe or the big bang we are a part of that nature what is so beautiful about nature is that it has intelligently self-sustained in the form of recycling its production Mm -hmm. the way that i look at like (coughs) almost like this this Um, reincarnation idea is look at nature look at plants um they grow they die their seasons they become part of kind of like the source in the ground and then ultimately like recongregate and Mm -hmm. and grow again um there's a incredible continuation of life even in the form of eating Mm -hmm. and pooping and and, and and just this continuation of animal to human to the ground to plant to animal to it's a sky it's like it's so beautifully intelligent and I'm broing out kind of the process. Mm-hmm. But it makes so much sense that there would be this intelligent regeneration of life, potentially even in the form of our spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm I'm that is making more and more sense to me. Uh <laughs> Every day uh, versus what I was kind of what we both were taught growing up. And and <clears throat> this is not, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It is someone else's journey, though, like believing certain things about after uh, what happens to us after we die. It's OK to believe different things. I'm not yeah. I'm not sh- shunning any anyone else's beliefs it's just that I am I am in a place on my journey where that no longer makes sense to me Mm -hmm. it would be like where I'm at in my fitness and health journey it would be like well I'm gonna go back to just doing yoga every day that's fine for someone else if someone wants to do yoga every day and that's how they want to get their movement that's fine there's nothing wrong with that um for me that would feel like going backwards um, because now I've experienced how good I feel with certain other ways of, of moving my body and lifting weights and challenging my muscles and things like that. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just different. Yeah. And, um, this is what feels authentic and what makes the most sense to me at this time. It might change in six months or a year, but right now this is what makes sense. Um, and, uh, another little excerpt that I wanted to read was, A little bit of practical advice, um, again, from one of the masters, he says, The value of patience and of waiting, the wisdom in the balance of nature, the eradication of fears, especially the fear of death, the need for learning about trust and forgiveness, the importance of learning not to judge others or to halt anyone's life. The accumulation and use of intuitive powers and perhaps most of all, the unshakable knowledge that we are immortal. We are beyond life and death, beyond space and beyond time.
1: Mm. So inspiring. And uh, I don't know about you, but growing up in the Christian church, again, no hate on the Christian church. Um, but there was always this, speaking of scarcity, scarcity of time and life yeah. was like, Oh my God, I got one shot at this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got one freaking shot at best. It's going to be about a hundred years and I got to get to heaven. I got to start up, you know,
0: I got to save people, along save the way.
1: people. I got I, all these things I have to do. It's kind of like if you're an athlete and you're told with your team, let's just say basketball, that's my background. You get one game. That's it. It's the only mm-hmm. time you ever get to play. Yeah. Once, one game to determine all of your basketball uh, experience. The level of stress and anxiety that I would walk into that game with yeah. would be just unimaginable mm-hmm. versus, hey, this thing's a, you lot, got a season. lot bigger than a game, guys. Like yeah. you got a season, you got a bunch of games. Multiple seasons. You got practices, <laughs> you got each other, you have years, you have independent time, you have in between time. There's yeah. a there's a bigger backdrop to this game. I'm mm-hmm. not saying the game's not important, and you know what? Don't take your game for granted.
0: Right. It's still important.
1: It's still important, and there's so many lessons to be learned. Totally. But what a breath of fresh air to maybe think that there's something bigger, and that yeah. there's something more
0: mm-hmm. behind
1: it all. And and uh, man, go out and stare at the freaking stars on a clear night. <laughs> And tell me you don't get the pull inside of you that says it might be bigger than this 100-year stint on this rock.
0: Yeah, Yeah, totally. Um, And you said something there that actually ties perfectly into my next kind of takeaway. It's that um, intellectual knowledge, something that we learn with our brains to really sink in has to be lived out. There are so many things and so many lessons that we need to learn in this lifetime, right? And to say that we have 70 years or even at best 100, that's very rare. Um, what about the 12-year-olds? What about the 15-year-olds? What about the 30-year-olds that die an early, yeah. that that have you know a very short life? What about them? And so... Um, This intellectual knowledge must be translated to emotional and subconscious to where you're living it out to where it's it's part of your, what feels like DNA and you don't have to think about it. You can walk by someone on the street um, and smile at them and offer them love and kindness without judgment because now it's in your DNA. And, and at one point that was just intellectual knowledge that, no, this is probably good to do. And then you have time and chances to live that out or live out generosity or this whole concept of every single concept in the um, the world, our hearts know, what is it? <laughs> the more beautiful world, our hearts know is possible. It's a hard title, but all of those concepts in there that would take many lifetimes to yeah. really get under, under control to the point where you really know it and you have experiential and emotional knowledge that's in your bones. Um, so that was something that definitely, uh, that definitely rang true. And this, uh, little excerpt wisdom is achieved very slowly. This is because intellectual knowledge easily acquired must be transformed into emotional or subconscious knowledge. Once transformed, the imprint is permanent. Mm. Behavioral practice is the necessary catalyst of this reaction. Without action, the concept will wither and fade. Theoretical knowledge without practical application is not enough. (sighs) Yes. I love that. Um, I'm coming to a close here. There's only two, there's uh, two more. Um, but this other takeaway that I had from this book, I told you guys there was a lot <laughs> is this feeling, this this um, kind of like relief that I can serve others. In fact, I want to. I want to be in service of others. I want to choose the path of service to others. Uh, But I, I can't and don't have to save them, quote unquote, save them because we all have these lessons that we have to learn for ourselves. And we have to take this knowledge, this intellectual knowledge and transform it, literally alchemize it into experiential, emotional knowledge. That's part of our being. Now, there's no way you can do that for me or I can do that for you or anyone else in the world. We do that for ourselves. All right. Real talk. If you're anything like me, finding quick foods that are actually healthy and intentionally sourced is not the easiest task these days. Take something like jerky. 99% have added sugars, preservatives, and are sourced from conventional non-organic farms from stressed and possibly diseased animals. Yikes. Okay, what about protein or granola bars? Oftentimes, these bars have way more sugar than protein, and the protein itself is usually bottom of the barrel, cheap, and low quality. We used to have the hardest time while traveling, like what the heck are we supposed to eat when we need something quick? Then I discovered Paleo Valley. Hallelujah. Chase and I is favorite when we need something convenient, like during travel. The beef or turkey sticks and superfood bars are literally an answer to my prayers. They are made from real whole foods with no added sugars or mystery ingredients and are super delicious. Even kids love them. Get this, Paleo Valley sources their meat and their bone broth protein exclusively from organic regenerative farmers. The animals are pasture raised, grass fed their entire life, and the farmers themselves are practicing regenerative farming. This means that they are actually healing our earth's soil rather than killing it and stripping it like conventional farms. I feel so good knowing that I'm blessing my body with high quality foods and supporting our earth and future generations by supporting Paleo Valley. If you want to try for yourself, you can use the direct link in the show notes to check out Paleo Valley and use the code MEDICIN, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N for a discount, or just check them out in our medicine cabinet at GetMeMeFit.com. We're bringing you only the best, boo. Cheers.
1: And, and you know, for each other, uh, if you get into the book, you'll you'll hear a little bit of the specifics, but oftentimes, and, and this is kind of in reincarnation, um, just education in general, you you have a soul family of sorts, almost like a tribe that oftentimes you are allowed or choose to incarnate with, and you play different roles in different lives and different experiences for the purpose of being a catalyst for each other's spiritual evolution. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not it seems like a stranger in this lifetime, there's, in this idea of reincarnation, there's, a, there's potentially a rhyme and a reason why you're interacting with somebody. And you may have even, if you, again, look at it from this perspective of being reincarnated, you may have even been purposely placed in this spot, even if it's a struggle, to be yeah. a catalyst for them or vice versa. And so what I found after reading this book is just having a little more empathy, empathy, um, and a little more understanding for the people and the things that grind my gears mm. as if they were potentially put in place to be a lesson or an opportunity for growth. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm I'm totally like just bought in on this whole idea by reading a book. Um, but I love sitting in that reality as if it's true for just a second, just to experience the empathy of, um, you know what, that person's been pissing me off, but I, my soul chose to be here and so did theirs for it to play out like this. And I'm, I'm given an opportunity right now for evolution for spiritual involvement. Um, and even that, even if that's not true, tell me why that's a bad perspective to have.
0: Right. Yeah. Why not hanging on to bitterness or anger or resentment? How does that serve you? Where if you approach it in this way that like, Hey, This is a catalyst. It's not easy. It's not necessarily fun, but I should have some level of gratitude for this interaction or this event that is causing me to evaluate. Do I keep going down this road, or do I evolve? Yeah. And um, I, I'm just at the at the point again in my journey where this way of thinking is actually is serving me where I'm at right now. Someone's listening to this, Shirley, and be like, "What the? F- these two are crazy." And that's okay. This is where I'm at in my journey and how I've I know that um, this makes sense for me right now and how I'm being gifted these sort of Mm -hmm. catalysts and challenges is to think of them as ultimately this is what is helping to spiritually evolve me and uh it's it's oh my gosh again there is this peace there is this release almost of like oh that's that's what it really means that nothing is an accident yeah right We've all heard that before. Like there are no accidents. There are no um, coincidences. But this is actually what that means. Yeah.
1: And I think it's I think it's more, you know, even in the way that I described it where it's like, oh, you're, you're reincarnated or you're incarnated to, uh, you know, learn specific lessons. and the And the game of this life experience is going to be played out in a particular way with a particular set of patterns. And I don't think it's that simple. I think there's there's. Uh, there's so much complexity to all this that we're trying to dumb it down just to be able to art- like articulate it and understand it in 2021 mm-hmm. with the meat suits that we have and the <laughs> brains that we have. Yeah. And if this thing is something that has legitimacy to it, I'm, this thing I'm referring to as reincarnation and, and kind of like this huge, larger, spiritual, metaphysical world, um, I... I it would be significantly more sophisticated than the way that we're trying to sort of break it down via metaphor right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's just that it's a little nudge and it's a little glimpse of something really fascinating and interesting. And like you said, there's nuggets and gems regardless of whether, you know, over the next month or two, we decide to just go all in and, and do some, uh, you know, divine connection with our previous versions of ourselves from other lives. (laughs)
0: yolo no actually you don't (laughs) i did not even mean to do that
1: yolo not yolo
0: not oh man um so the last kind of uh point or uh gem literally that i want to leave people with is a really powerful metaphor that um brian shares at, ve- uh, oh, at the very end of the book and this is again from one of the masters. And uh, it actually it came to him in a dream. He was able to like communicate with these masters via his dreams where he would ask questions and the answers were just like flowing to him through his dreams. <sighs> he says, it is as if a large diamond were to be found inside each person. Picture a diamond a foot long. The diamond has a thousand facets, but the facets are covered with dirt and tar. It is the job of the soul to clean each facet until the surface is brilliant and can reflect a rainbow of colors. Now, some have cleaned many facets and gleam brightly. Others have only managed to clean a few. They do not sparkle so. Yet, underneath the dirt, each person possesses, within his or her breast, a brilliant diamond with a thousand gleaming facets. The diamond is perfect, not one flaw. The only differences among people are the number of facets cleaned. But each diamond is the same, and each is perfect. When all the facets are cleaned and shining forth in a spectrum of lights, the diamond returns to pure energy that it, that it was originally. The lights remain. It is as if the process that goes into making the diamond is reversed. All that pressure released. The pure energy exists in the rainbow of lights and the lights possess consciousness and knowledge. Mm. How freaking, I remember when we read that and we were just like, we just like jaw dropped.
1: Cue up Rihanna.
0: (laughs) Um, Yes, I just, I love that metaphor so much. And and I've heard other similar things that, you know, a mirror on your heart and you want to like clean the mirror every day so that it can reflect back the light of that's inside of you. And I've heard different metaphors, but I love that because I literally, (laughs) I think about that when I pass someone on the street or when maybe I'm triggered by someone who believes differently than I do, or maybe someone's trying to poke me in some way. I literally try to envision they have a diamond in there. They have a diamond just like I do. And theirs is just as perfect as mine. We might have different facets cleaned, but the diamond is, it it exists and it's perfect.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm. So good. Really fun stuff.
0: Really fun book to read. Thanks for, Um,
1: thanks for sharing that with me.
0: Yeah. And I, I hope this, you know, in some way encourages someone, you know, a few different things like, Maybe try if you're if you're single, try reading at night instead of watching Netflix by yourself. Or if you are in a relationship, maybe just see if your partner would be open to. Uh, I didn't know for sure if you'd be into this when I was like, "Hey, do you want to read this together?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure." I, was, I
1: love this woo woo shit.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and and reading to someone can be like you want to read to each other, but it really is just beautiful quality time. And, and we've gotten to the point where we absolutely love it. And, you know, um, I hope just hearing our takeaways and hearing the rundowns of, of these, you know, different books, hopefully inspires you to continue Mm -hmm. to take on that student mentality and to resist the urge to say, I already know that, or I've already got that figured out you're you're literally shutting the div- you're shutting the door on this curious interaction with the divine that i think is the point of spirituality is like to constantly be like learning these lessons yeah. and, and cleaning those facets of your diamond
1: stay curious
0: stay open minded mm. love it
1: ah oh, i love this adventure with you
0: me too what for you my love is the medicine today oh my
1: god the medicine for <clears> me today is a little bit of a Comfort in the form of food, because tonight we're making breakfast for dinner, which oh, is hells yeah. such uh, a joy for me. I love breakfast food. Me too. And one of these days, in another lifetime, um, I'm going to create a restaurant that is dinner. It was breakfast for dinner. So, like, it's a dinner place, but it's yeah. all breakfast food. Yeah. Yeah um i love it so much and it's it's been a stressful uh week couple of weeks and i needed just a little comfort food it's going to be healthy af no <laughs> doubt about it um but i'm looking forward to it it's going to make my, my soul feel great stare at your beautiful eyes while i'm crushing some some scrambled eggs and some bacon mm. you know you know what i mean so good so yeah simple today the medicine just some food some nourishing food yeah what, food is medicine food is medicine what for you my beautiful queen who i have incarnated with 3999 <laughs> times more to come on that we'll get we'll get into the weeds uh, on where I got that number at some point TBD TBD what is the medicine for you today?
0: The medicine, I've already shared it, but it was like truly nourishing for my soul to just lay up on that hammock for a few minutes and just soak up the perfect sunshine and to not have to do anything or achieve anything in that moment. Even in prepping for this podcast, I, you know, I needed, I I needed to do certain things, but in that moment I didn't. And uh, just choosing to be fully there and just be like the sunshine was the only thing that I was concerned with and um, swinging a little bit in that hammock. And man, that was some juicy, juicy medicine.
1: Mm. I love that. It's such a great practice. Get still, get quiet, take a look out into nature. Um, Sometimes it gives you a little nudge. Mm -hmm. It sparks a thought that is potentially the answer to something you've been looking for all along in all of these podcasts and books and people you're interacting with. And weirdly Mm -hmm. enough, the nudge for the answer you seek the most uh, can be when you're not trying at
0: all. Yeah. And the non doing. Yep. Yep. Mm. All right. Thanks for sticking with us and listening, spending some time with us. We truly are so grateful for each and every one of you We wouldn't be doing this unless uh, there were (laughs) people listening like you. So, thank you so much. And um, go check these books out. I will link them in the show notes for all you beautiful souls. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore The Medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit GetMimifit.com forward slash The Medicine Cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, Bill.